Hello and welcome to another Preem Lap. This one is actually a solo Preem Lap. Todd is not here for this one, but I thought I would just go through some follow-up, some additional follow-up on some of the topics that we've talked about in the last couple weeks. So I had the chance to talk with uh, Professor McDaniel at Kent State University, and I asked him a little bit about some of his studies in single leg cycling and also on uh, the joint-specific pedaling power uh, paper that he published. And uh, I just wanted to summarize the conversation a little bit and uh, maybe give you guys a little more information on uh, his protocol for single-leg cycling. So to start off, and this is from the VO2max episode, specifically I asked him about his thoughts on uh, AVO2 um, oxygen difference, which essentially is, um, if you missed the episode, the difference in oxygen from arterial blood to venous blood, essentially it's the amount of oxygen that's absorbed into the muscles. And one question that was proposed or is an open research area is, is this AV diff trainable? So can we increase our ability to absorb oxygen out of the blood into the muscles, or is it sort of genetically defined or defined at some early age and it's no longer trainable for an adult human? And um, if you remember from the episode, the idea was that uh, single leg cycling could be a, a training modality that could increase this AV diff. And we, the conclusion was we don't really know. And so I asked him, I said, is, you know, can we train AVO2 with, um, with single leg cycling? And his reaction was probably not. Uh, he seemed to align with the meta analysis that seemed to come to the conclusion that uh, AV diff was not really trainable. Um, and I didn't push him too much on the topic, but uh, yeah, his, his initial reaction was we really should be focusing on maximizing the stroke volume, maximizing the cardiac output if we want to see improvements in our VO2 max. So um, sticking with the original conclusion from the VO2 max episode of, you know, really maximizing the amount of time that you spend above 90% of your VO2 max to maximize the training stimulus, to maximize the increase in cardiac output. That's going to be your best bet to increasing your VO2 max. On this topic, though, he had an interesting point specifically that there are studies that show that professional cyclists, because they are so strong, their heart is uh, pumping so fast, they actually have low oxygen saturation in their blood. So if, if you've ever been in the hospital, in the emergency room, they put that little uh, sensor on your finger, and that sensor measures your um, oxygen saturation in your blood. And usually it's you know, 97, 98, 99%. And he said for professional cyclists doing a VO2 max effort, they'll have ox oxygen saturation levels of 92, 93. And this is the equivalent of them being at seven or 8,000 feet of altitude. And this actually appears to be a big limiter in you know, very, very well-trained athletes is that their, their oxygen saturation is low because they're so strong, their heart is so strong that it's pumping the blood too quickly for the blood to absorb all of the oxygen out of the lungs. And uh, it's just sort of a fun fact. There's no, we don't really know enough about how to train that or how to improve that, but it's simply a, a rate limiting step in the, you know, oxygen cycle is that the blood has to sit right next to the oxygen in the lungs long enough to absorb enough of it. And 
um, you know, in the long term, that could be a limitation for you know human performance. So other things that he talked about were um, specifically for single leg cycling. Um, you need to use a counterweight. That was a big point that he made. Um, specifically, if you're trying to do intervals uh, with a single leg, it's it's really not realistic because the hip flexor will absolutely fatigue. The amount of time it takes, not the amount of time, the amount of fatigue that it puts on your hip flexors every time you try and pull it over the top is unrealistic and you'll never get the right amount of stimulus on the main drivers like the glutes, the quads, the hamstrings. And the counterweight that they use at the lab is a 20-pound weight that they put on the opposite pedal. And it's, it's a custom device. There's no commercially available version of it. And so that's unfortunate. And um, at this point, single leg cycling is only a research topic. It's not uh, really a mainstream training modality. Um, but I was pointed towards an unpublished study, a study that they're trying to get published. They have to you know, run through the peer review process, all that stuff. And actually, the study suggests that if you ride uh, a normal ride, but instead of you, you have both feet clipped in, but if you only emphasize one leg. So imagine you're on a climb, you put it in a pretty low gear and you do 80 cadence and you only use your right leg and you let your left leg sort of just stay, you know, limp. You don't activate it. That actually very closely simulates um, a single leg counterweighted uh, in the lab exercise. So the paper was showing that we can simulate single leg cycling just by leaving the other leg passive during regular outdoor riding. And um, th this needs to come through the review process, but this is a potential solution to allow normal users, people without access to the lab equipment necessary to train single leg cycling. And one specific workout that was given was five by four minutes per leg at 200 watts, depending on your VO2 max and your threshold, it may be a little, a little higher, a little bit lower, but five by four minutes per leg at 200 watts. And you would do this on a climb. Hopefully you can get 80 cadence. And essentially you only push down with the one leg and the other leg you leave passive. And I tried this and it works. I, I could feel a lot of fatigue in the leg that was working. It felt like a good workout. I was sore the next day. It, it seems like it is an opportunity to maximally fatigue that one leg. And I asked um, Professor McDaniel, you know, where is single leg cycling useful? And, you know, we, we don't see changes in VO2 max as a result of single leg training. And he instantly said, single leg training, the greatest benefit is for threshold efforts and below tempo efforts, threshold efforts, and also you know, endurance and ultra endurance efforts. So he believes that, and this is the next step in sort of where he's studying is we can use single leg cycling to improve our threshold. We can use it to improve our tempo efforts. We can use it to improve our endurance efforts. And um, it's interesting because though, you know, the, the suggestion is those efforts are more peripherally limited which makes sense because we're not maximizing the usage of our circulatory system in those efforts. We're more trying to maximize the, you know, the glucose utilization, the oxygen utilization. And so, you know, aligning with the studies, that seems to make sense. Also, anecdotally, if he's going to do studies on single leg cycling, obviously he's using it in his own training as well. So his own experience also suggests that these 
uh, more long-term, you know, one-hour efforts, 30-minute efforts are uh, benefited by single-leg cycling. So if you're interested in doing single-leg cycling, I would recommend, I've, I've done, you know, one workout so far. This is all kind of brand new information to me. But if you want to try out this, uh, this methodology, I, I guess the protocol would be twice a week, find a climb that's four or five minutes at, you know, at your endurance pace, um, chuck it in a small gear, get to 80 cadence and only press down with one leg, leave the other leg limp and allow the muscles to really fatigue. And even, you know, riding home from my workout when I did this, I felt just like a lot more downforce power on both legs when I rode, um, you know, back to double leg cycling. So, you know, go ahead and try this out and uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. On um, We have our email in the description and let us know your experience with single leg cycling. And uh, I mean, hopefully uh, we can all have our secret training technique that the non-listeners don't know about and we can get a little bit of an advantage over them. So that's all I have for the Premlap for today. I hope this information was beneficial. Go do your workouts and go ride your bike.